Hey everybody, welcome to Everything Goes. Hell ha, we got people already sneaking in here. They got in here just before I did. <laughs> look at that, look at that. Hey, welcome everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming in. Yanni, you made it. Oh, you're still awake. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Must be important. <laughs> yeah, I see that. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I started, I had to go out and I came back and I was, I had a half hour before the show and I decided, well, I didn't decide. Somebody calls me up out of nowhere and, excuse me, I decided to answer some emails and I look at the clock and I said, what? <laughs> so, you know, when you got nothing to do, it takes forever, whatever is going on. And then when you're, got something going on and you're doing stuff all of a sudden the time just races right by you anyway oh look at that dj dagwood is here dagwood works look at that now i get the now i get the acronym anyway we're gonna have a hopefully a decent show today um i'm gonna talk about some stuff i probably will bounce off of what i talked about on the last pod as well um <clears throat> There's a lot of a lot of things happening all at once. It's like it's like taking a pie, you know, and you cut slices into a pie, and each slice has a different flavor or a different, you know, something different about it. Now we have in oh Canada, Canada, oh Canada, duh, duh. The government. As per usual, is lying to Canadians. I don't know what it is about Canada. I have, it's hard to put my finger on it other than the apathetic effect that we have here. That we tolerate so much lying. You know, I'm not sure who's the most civilized, to be honest with you. When you look at that, some of the countries like, you know, down in Central and South America or in some parts of Asia. When the government starts pulling, you know, putting pulling bullshit on the people, they actually revolt. They actually will go after the politicians and uh, want to hang them. Somehow we lost that. Now, I actually I actually found some history in Canada, oh Canada, which actually surprised me. Um. Uh, I'll read the title. Remembering the time 10,000 Newfoundlanders tried to kill their prime ministers. People make fun of the Newfies here in Canada, but you know what? They had the right idea. I don't know. <laughs> Unfortunately, they didn't get the job done, but they put the fear of God in that prime minister. The uh, <clears throat> um, says so sometimes, though, people get fed up like on April 5. 1932, when a downtown parade erupted into a riot that trashed the legislature and, near, and nearly killed the Prime Minister Richard Squires. We need to have that same mentality here in Canada because the Parliament is fucked. The Premiers are all fucked, pretty much. The, the Parliament we have running the provinces are fucked. You know, it, it's just fucked, <laughs> you know. And in this, in this show, everything goes. If you can't handle the Canadian language, then I suggest you go, you know, follow another channel. 
Let me let me um, read a little bit of this. As you can appreciate, 1932 was not a good year for the Dominion of Newfoundland. Yes, rest of Canada, Newfoundland didn't actually join this country until 1949. Having barely survived a decade of political chaos and failed to get industrialized, uh, quick schemes fueled by foreign debts in the 1920s, the island now found itself in the doldrums of the Great Depression. Most of the country was tied up in resource exports, fish, forestry, and mining. And, all, and as and those industries collapsed, the ranks of the unemployed swelled dramatically. The government buckling under nearly a hundred million in debt. A hundred million, <laughs> roughly one point seven billion today. That's how much the money got you back then. And just for an FYI, for those of us in Canada, Canada, the government of Canada just gave another hundred and fifteen million dollars to that bullshit in the Ukraine. And now today, the price of gas has jumped up 10 cents a liter. Aren't we tired of this shit? I understand that we know we need to be charitable and giving and compassionate, but this is the problem I have with that. We will give money away to countries outside of Canada. And yet we got people in this country starving and whatever. And then they decide to release a bioweapon across this country. And yet they won't look at, at taking care of our own people in this country. So before we start giving money to the world and inviting everybody and their mother to come here to Canada so that they can take the jobs and Canadians be on the outside looking in, Maybe perhaps we need to take care of Canadians as a country. And maybe for a while we need to shut the border down. And why is it in this country, we're only allowing people that don't can't speak English, not allowing really any Europeans over here, or we're not allowing really any Americans over here, or not, not allowing anybody from the Commonwealth over here. They, have, they can come over to visit. But as far as bringing in their skill sets, for some reason, they're not allowed to come here. And yet we will bring people that are terrorists, thugs, hoodlums, gangsters, drug dealers, pedophile transporters. <laughs> we'll bring all that shit here and then pay for their, um, pay and pay for their accommodations while they're here. Yet, we got people here living in the streets in Canada. In Canada. In old Canada. <laughs> Look at the eastern seaboard in this country. They, they are a welfare recipient part of Canada. They have not allowed them to develop any real industry there. There's oil there, which is controlled by whatever, whatever powers that may be. Okay. They, so they don't produce what Alberta is producing. And yet we're giving, we probably have given a tune of over close to $3 billion to that bullshit in, over there in Ukraine. And yet that same $3 billion could have been spent here, you know, building proper accommodations, low-income housing, whatever, fixing the roads because the roads look like shit today. And on, this, on the same topic, Ireland now is also, the Irish are a little bit pissed off. 
they are a wee tad pissed off because they're seeing and dealing with the same shit that we're dealing with here in Canada. Now they know what we feel like all the time. You know, they're footing the bill for all these uh, all these um, people they're bringing in from Ukraine and from Georgia to avoid the war. And they were told that they were going to be bringing women and children as well. And they're no women and children, just all, all men. And they're putting the bill. And the Irish are saying the same thing. We got all these Irish people here in Ireland that don't have anything. And we're bringing all these people over here. And they're building them, building them mobile home units. They're building all kinds of shit. Try to do that here in Windsor, Ontario. Windsor, Ontario, we have we have such a, a high level of hyper-inflated uh, pricing on the homes here. It's not even funny. None of these houses are worth a million bucks. None of them. None of them. Most of them are barely worth 100000 or 200000 Okay? That's it. You're getting almost over a half a million dollars for homes that, are, that were built way back during the Second World War, for crying out loud. They're not worth that kind of money. It's all being hyper-inflated so that... Literally, it'll price price everything so high that if you're poor, you can't. Then you're going to be wanting to go get killed. Oh, we have the solution for you. Since you can't afford to live here and everything's so expensive, you can't keep up. We'll offer you a solution. Come on down. We can put you out of your misery. We'll even give you a box for free when we bury you. Yeah, well, we got the same shit going on here in Canada. They want to censor us. They want to stop us from talking. They want to stop us from communicating. They want to stop us from telling the truth. We have a government that's about as useless as three tits on a horse. I'm telling you, it's just totally useless. And all they know how to do is lie. And on top of that, now we've got the Parti Quebecois. We've got the NDP party, which is the no damn party. And we've got the liberals. All united. Imagine that. All united to screw Canadians. Oh, them Canadians, eh? We'll screw them good. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Canada. To only if you're from Africa, Indonesia, <laughs> Georgia, Ukraine. We gotta let some we gotta let those white people in too. <laughs> South America, if you're a drug dealer, you can't come in. Oh, you're a pedophile, come on down. We'll welcome you. <laughs> oh, you're a, you're a human trafficker, you traffic people. Yeah, come on down. You can come in. Yeah, Canada will welcome you. We'll pay you. We'll give you a house. We'll give you a nice house. We'll give you a million dollar house. We'll give you some money in the bank. Just keep on doing what you're doing. Make money for us. Canada now wanting to take guns away from everybody. All the guns. They don't want anybody to be able to hunt. Nothing. Natives use their guns for hunting. People up in the Yukon, Northwest Territories, and those territories, there's wild game up there, wildlife that you know has a tendency to be annoyed if you encroach their territory. So it's their means of defense. He wants to take that away. Welcome to Canada, eh? You don't need a gun. We'll take care of you. You want to die? Come on down. <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. So now the Irish, 
The Irish are now dealing with the same shit we've been dealing with for about 30, 30 years here. I, like I said, I got nothing against immigration. I have no problem with people immigrating. You know, immigration does stimulate business and things of this nature, provided, though, the tax dollars that are being spent on immigrants, the same amount is spent on Canadians. If Canadians need a place to live, affordable place, affordable housing, if the government can build affordable housing for these immigrants that are coming over here that have absolutely nothing to offer except problems and disruption, then they shouldn't be bringing them over here in the first place. Secondly, if they are going to build accommodations for those people, they need to build them for our own people. We're paying these taxes and for our social benefits and all that stuff for Canada. For Canada. Okay, notice I said Canada, not Canada. Duh. You know, for Canadians. So I understand the Irish. I under, I empathize with the Irish on that. I really do. I get I get where, where they're coming from. Like I said, we've been dealing with that shit for a long time. You know, and and it's and it's being perpetuated. The states does the same thing. The states does it differently. See, the states does it differently. See, Canada doesn't. Canada's not smart. Canada pays for the immigrants to come over here. The United States lets them sneak in. <laughs> You want to come to America? Come through Mexico. Come on through. <laughs> we'll, we'll look the other way while you sneak across. Because <laughs> they know those immigrants will come over and work those sweat jobs that nobody else will work. This is only going to last until they get robots in those job positions where they won't need uh, slave labor like this anymore. You know, uh, you know, So, yeah, I, I get that, too. I understand that thinking. Um, yeah, they're going all over the place, and, and this, but this is why they're bringing them in. This is why they're, this is why they're looking the other way. When I was watching that thing in Texas there, when they, when they were having that problem, that one senator was complaining about what was going on, the um, Border Patrol had water and food and everything as they were coming through. I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> Welcome to America. Land of the slave ruled by the depraved. <laughs> Welcome to Canada. Duh. Duh. It's amazing. So I got to say, it's just amazing. You know, we live in the land of complete obscurity. And this, and we can thank, we can thank the WEF for making that penetration into the Canadian government. I got a picture of Mr. Trudeau the other day, and I have to say it did not look like him. What it looked like was, oh well, <laughs> wasn't something that I would, um, uh, he didn't look like, he didn't look like, he didn't look like the prime minister. It looked like something that replaced the prime minister, to be honest with you. You know, so um, we are in we are in that world today. Um, um, where everything, everything goes but the truth. 
you know. So, like I said, you know, we, we're no longer in that in that realm. Um, um, in that realm that we think we're in, you know. And it, it and like I said, when you take a hard look, you take a real hard look. The last three years, what has transpired? What have we won? Not a bloody thing. They got this agenda for 2030, and you know, and this is the question that keeps popping in my head. Did anybody in this chat room vote for the WEF? Did any of these leaders or these these billionaires um, uh, get your vote to control the planet? Anybody? I don't remember them running or campaigning. Do you? I'm just you know, off the top of my head just trying to remember. I'm just thinking maybe, just possibly, I might have had a blackout during that time. You know, maybe I was asleep in a, in a sarcophagus and regenerating and becoming, you know, the man that I am today. I don't know. Maybe I was underwater somewhere in some sort of submerged uh, position. I don't know. But I don't recall any of these bastards running for any kind of anything. You know, so I just kind of wonder. I just kind of wonder. Um, how is it that a handful of billionaires who have never ran for anything can, can dictate the policy of the planet in regarding to resources, in regarding to populations, and regarding to food? Who gave them the authority to delegate and designate what um, what is going on in the affairs of everybody's life? They just killed 2.8 billion people, and they're still projecting a nine billion a nine billion population growth by 2050. 2050. That's 28 years from now. I doubt very seriously if the planet will still exist in 28 years. I shouldn't say that. The planet will last. We won't. You know, the planet will be here. God will renew the planet. The rest of the, the rest that's on here is another story. You know, um, uh, no one anywhere had a vote to start with. Yeah, oh, that's true, too. Well, that's definitely true. Uh, the vote was nothing but a, a theater, another theater. Oh, vote for me and I'll set you free. Rap on, brother. Rap on. <laughs> it's an old song from way back in the day. But that's true. That is true. Vote means nothing today. Our parliament in Canada is such a joke. It's going through all the procedures. All the standardizations, you know, they're just following, following the protocol because our parliament has been penetrated by the WEF. You know, the world, world evil F-tards. Anyway, you guys will like this. Uh, well... I tried to refrain from speaking too much Canadian because it can offend some people. 
you know, but, you know, we are in a war and language is always going to be the cleanest. And I shouldn't say the cleanest. It isn't going to be the uh, most eloquent because the word fuck doesn't really mean anything except for unknown carnal knowledge. That's all it really means. So it's not really, you're not really swearing, just using very crude language. Um, but when we're looking at today, this nonsense of government, government, what a joke. Government. We haven't. We don't have a government. We got a bunch of sorry ass dumbasses who couldn't tie their shoe with Velcro, which were the perfect candidates to be put in a position of power, so that the real power of the spine can dictate to them what they need. Now these are just peons. Look at your mayors. Look at your premiers. Your your governors. Look at your congressmen. Look at your parliamentarians. Look at your um, legislative branches. Look at your presidents and premier, premier, prime ministers. Joke, all of them. They're all a joke. They, most of them, are just organized criminals. That's all they are. Part of a mob, uh, part of a syndicate. And they're told what to do. You know, they'll say all the shit. Look at, look at our, look at the, look at that, look at the goofball we got in Parliament. Look at the goofball we got there. That guy is he doesn't have two brain cells that you can rub, rub together to create a spark. And yet he's the prime minister of the country. The reason he's the prime minister of the country is because the WEF put him there. Because they know they got a ding-dong there and a dumbass and they can tell what to do and he's just going to do it. He's not going to, you know, oh, okay. <laughs> Trudeau, we need some more money. Okay. Tax those bastards. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all they know. Even, even the premier of Alberta. What a joke that is. That's nothing but fucking theater there, too. They just put fluoride back into the drinking water. I was just telling a friend of mine today, when I lived in Calgary, Alberta, about 15 years ago, people weren't too, too bright then. Got to tell you, the highlight of their lives was going to a stampede and watching somebody jump on a bull and get thrown off and traumatize the animal that I'm going to eat sooner or later. Now they put fluoride in there on top of the aluminum that they're having coming down and the strontium and the thorium and the titanium and the silver and all the other metals are up in the air. Further, going to exasperate their mental capacity. But that's okay. We're going to stop COVID and we're going to stop Ottawa from telling us what to do. In other words, we can kill our own people just as good as Ottawa can. That's that's the message I just got from that. You know, that's the message I got out of that. You're not going to tell us how to kill our own people. We'll do that all on our own. That's the message I'm getting. Okay, that's the re that's the message I'm getting on that. Uh, the mines, the minions, the pawns, the all government ever was, everything has always been a scam uh, since the Greco-Roman times. And Rome never and Rome never fell uh, before that to Phoenicians. Well, Rome today is the United States and Canada. And then whatever is attached to them uh, through Europe. And the Fourth Reich never, uh, the Third Reich just became the Fourth Reich. That's, the, again, the United States and Canada. And the rest of the Commonwealth. That's who the Fourth Reich is. The WEF could not exist without the United States, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, South Africa, 
uh, the Caribbean area, none of them. They would none of them would be would be able to, to do what they're doing today. The money that was been pouring out of North America alone to, to fund the, the, all these organizations that have been going on forever. I mean, hasn't ever ever occurred to anybody, you know, the United States of America, country is supposed to be most prosperous, uh, the most prosperous country in the world. Yet has the highest violence in the planet of all the countries. I mean, that may have changed over time. Has the lowest IQ rating ever. Has the, the worst health uh, medicine of all the countries. You would think the country with that much wealth, power, and sophistication would have had a higher standard of living for all the people in America. Again, it didn't, it doesn't, it doesn't add up. So when you look at the money that America spends on all these institutions that are across the, in Europe and the UN and WHO and, and all the alphabet uh, institutions of the planet that they control, there's no, nothing left for the citizens of America. There shouldn't be any kind of ghetto like they have in America. There shouldn't be that kind of violence going on in that, in that, in that country, okay? Other countries in the world that are poorer than America don't have the violence that America has. You know, well, the concept of the American way of life may exist in not just the hearts and minds of the people, I mean, that's globally. The idea, the ideal of America was a good ideal. Unfortunately, never never came to full fruition because of the corruption in the governments themselves and the governments that were put in power were not put in there by the vote of the people. So, um, so when we're looking at the um, when we're looking at the ideology and the principles of America, they weren't bad. Not bad at all, actually. Uh, opportunities were meant for anybody who wanted to take advantage of those opportunities. Okay, but again, today, that's just a dream. And, it, and the American dream is a dream. It never was real. Okay. The idea of Canada is, all, is a, another dream. That too is never real. Now, what we're seeing today, in my humble opinion, is what's been going on for a long, long, long time. And what's happened now in this stage of the game, we are waking up to the reality of what we have been uh, not paying attention to, being distracted. All, all of us got distracted. You know, most of us grew up fast, young. We're looking to get out of the house, get a job, get a house, get married, get a car, have some kids, put them through university, you know, see them get married and have about five years of, of peace and quiet where you can sit and drink a, Brandy and have time to yourself. That's and then die. <laughs> and then die. That was the cycle of life. So while we were chasing that that ideology, all this was going on right under our noses. And we didn't know it, pay attention to it. Now when we look back at all the television shows and all the movies and everything else that we've seen, okay, we 
can look back and see how the predictive programming has been and still ongoing. Okay. Um, in my city, there are more and more tents showing up in the parks that were that that were ever there before. The immigrants are fine, and Canadians are becoming home. Where the hell do you live, Roman? Are you up near Toronto? Um, yeah, you have to be asleep to believe for sure. But the powers that shouldn't be played fiddle the whole whole way through. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Who was that? The uh, Nero. You know, he played the violin while Rome burned. Well, that's what they're doing right now, right under our noses. They're playing their violin while we're being uh, terminated. Uh, oh, New Brunswick, really? Okay. Well, Toronto's like that. You go up to Toronto, they're living. They're living in the sewers, even in Toronto. New Brunswick. Now, there's another province that should not have this kind of shit going on. They got farming. They got uh, whatever industry they got there. It's a good province, really. But it's being controlled by a bunch of communists. Not communists. Let me rephrase that. A bunch of totalitarianism, ter- totalitarianistic people. You know. Well, I don't know about that. I, I have a feeling that they all share the same bed. <laughs> Roman, I think they all share the same bed. I really do. <laughs> Was it good for you? <laughs> you know. Was it good for you? It was great for me. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, we're not living in any kind of life. We're just basically, uh, we're just people on a treadmill running, running, and running on a treadmill going over. When you get woken up, you know, you're in the middle of a run on a treadmill. You know, um, <laughs> pics of him kissing his wife through the face shields. <laughs> Was she carrying an STD or what? <laughs> Here, honey, let me give you a kiss. First, let me put my shield on. <laughs> Why bother? Just shake hands. <laughs> oh, I know. You have to put on a, a pair of latex so they won't <laughs> spread anything. <laughs> Looks like a man. Well, you know, it, it, it's it's that thing with the man, woman, woman, man thing. That's been going on for a long time, and they had that hidden way back in the day when 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 guys were wearing long hair. I used to wear a ponytail years ago. You know, there was a lot of men. With the long hair, and then we had bell bottoms, and we had the big, you know, chains, and some wore peace signs, and some wore these psychedelic colors. They were psychedelic. Remember that? I think I think that was going on even then, on a lower, I shouldn't say lower lower level, but I think it was going on. And again, nobody was paying attention. We're too we're too um, <coughs> we're too entertained. We are too entertained. Oh, look at the pretty colors. Ooh. What, you got some stuff called weed and you smoke it? Let's give that a try. <laughs> wow, LSD. Remember all that nonsense. Okay, this was going on during that whole time. You know. 
Yeah, probably the white wig. Yeah, there you go. So, like I said, we you know we need to have a perspective here of what we are looking at today. We're shocked, but we really shouldn't be shocked because it's been going on all this time. You know, and nothing that we've been seeing has been of any has any real uh, reality to it. The dream. They gave us a dream. I have a dream. You know. Um, yeah, well, mental health. Psychedelics seem to be getting promoted for, again, for mental health. Psychedelics were never for mental health. Never were. Psychedelics just turned you into a vegetable. Wow, man. That's so cool. That's all. I mean, stupid. It brought you down to a lower level of stupid. That's all they're doing. Again, right under our noses again. An inversion. A Trojan horse. We're not, we're no longer, like I said, getting anything today that that you gotta really substantiate what you're hearing today because most of the most of the science most of the science today isn't even science anymore total shit all of it science the word science meant to discover to reveal or to uh understand the truth of whatever it is you're looking at Today's science is about projecting a lie and making it accepted. Like, you know, the earth is round and that we're, oh, what's the other myth that they told us that we fell for? You know, nothing they told us. Even our history is not even correct. None of us really know our history. But I will say this. I was talking to another fellow friend of mine who's been looking at some of the real history and the metropolitan areas that you see right now where you're at, where you lived, any major city like Detroit, New York, uh, L.A., uh, Washington, D.C., Montreal, Toronto, uh, Calgary, uh, um, Victoria, Vancouver, Paris. London, Munich, they, these cities have been around before, just in different parts of the world. Same metropolitan area. Like I always tell everybody, go look on, on YouTube and look at Metropolis 1927. That looks like a modern day city of today. Nothing's changed. Nothing. You know, well, America's not the only one that's never going to rise again. America's going to be absorbed by something or somebody or whatever, if it survives at all. Okay, according to Edgar Case, if you look at his prophecies, everything uh, west of the Appalachians and east of the Rockies is the only thing that's going to be that's going to survive, and that also applies to Canada. So from Alberta down to Arizona and from, I believe, um, Manitoba down to Texas is all that's going to be left of the U.S. If we, if we look at 
what Case says. If we look at some of the Hopi prophecies, talking about technology being in a man's house, not, not talking about technology, talking about a man's house is killing him, would kill him. We're seeing that going on right now. Thermostats are killing you. Your, your, your landlines are killing you. Your uh, smart meters are killing you. Some of the appliances you have, the smart appliances, they're killing you. You know, none of the shit that that we're, we got today is not is isn't convenient. It's again designed to kill you. Even the cell phone. A buddy of mine sent me um, the movie Cell. If you haven't watched the movie Cell, you can go on BitChute and type it in, and you can see the whole movie. And I said this on another show. Having a cell phone is like playing Russian roulette today. The only difference is, makes this more interesting, is if you got a six-chamber gun, you only only leave one empty. You only leave one empty. Okay? Of course. Put it away and... When we're looking at the when we're looking at the nature of this technology, there's nothing about it on any level that's there for our benefit. Nothing. What they've done is they put toys in the tech so you can be entertained. Oh, you can talk to Boo Boo, you can play games, you can take selfies of yourself hanging upside down, say, Look at me, I'm a ding dong. You know. So Again, pay attention. Pay attention to what you bring into the house. Pay attention who you bring into the house. If they've been injected and they got Bluetooth technology going on, be aware that that also can affect you when it comes through your doors. You know, um... America should have been in the streets two years ago, rising up. I can't believe people just bent over and took it. Took it. No spirit in the in this country. Well, America's got more spirit than Canada. Okay, can uh, America has got far more spirit than Canada. Canada has none at all. We have five percent of the population in this country right now that have any kind of mental faculties that are still functioning. And realize what's really going on. In America, there are a lot of Americans I talk to that have nothing to do with the current situation going on in America. They have made a stand and they're now looking at either off-gridding or getting out of the the major metropolitan areas. You know, the ship has sunk. That's my thinking. And now it's, it's time to find high... High, higher places, higher, you know, higher land, higher, higher ground. Because I don't really see much going on here except the further spiraling. And again, as they keep on making up bullshit, more bullshit about whatever. I mean, look in Canada. Canada cannot handle the truth on any level, any level. If you start talking the truth, about these injections, they now have, are going to diagnose you as a psych, as a psychosis, and they're going to drug you. 
They, they're going to drug you. So they, it, you know, the, um, uh, that's what we have here. Now they're going to talk about, again, shutting down the internet. This is what they're doing right now with this gun bullshit in Canada. They don't want anybody to have guns. So while, while Parliament is debating gun horseshit, they're working behind the scenes to take away our freedom of speech here in this country. Okay? That's what they're doing right now. Like I said, it's all a bunch of, it's all like, you know, uh, smoke and mirrors. Like I said, welcome to Canada, eh? <laughs> so, eventually we will see the internet, either they will remove key information from it, or they will deny access, or if they put you on a social credit, you'll only have so much time you can use the internet for. Basically, you'll, the only thing you'll be doing with the internet is making calls. Calling your family, calling your moms, your dads, your kids, whatever. That's all you'll be able to use the internet for. And that will be monitored. That will be, the, your your uh, communication will be monitored. They'll even monitor what, you know, what, the fact that you're even spending that much time with your family. Um, so here's a new plan. Take, uh, take our cars. Uh, Fortune 5 magazine says, the American Journal of Medicine reported Canadians... Researchers examined the records of more than 11 million deaths. Yeah, now see, you got you read that right now. Read that correctly. Read that correctly. If 16% of the people hadn't received the COVID vaccine, they got into accidents out of 11 million. See, again, it's because the way it's worded, it, 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 you, you, if you read it like a machine and just follow without thinking, You'll get sucked into the stupid shit all the time. Now, out of 11 million adults, 16% of those who hadn't been uh, had COVID got into an accident, right? That's what they're saying, 16%. That means the other 84% of the people who got injected were, were the other part of that 11 million. That's how you got to read it. See? In other words, for every one person that didn't get jabbed, five people uh, and got into an accident, five people who got jabbed were in an accident. That's how you read that. That's how you should be reading that. That's how you should be understanding that. And do the math. 16% of people who didn't get the jab got into an accident. So that means the other 84% of the people who got the jab got into accidents as well. If you do the math, and then that's almost a five to one ratio. Five five people who got jabbed to one person who didn't get jabbed. So then that's 72% bullshit. Again, that's that's the uh that it's inverted again. See, that's how you should be reading that. If 16% of the people who didn't get jabbed got into accidents, that means the other 84%, which makes 100 percent right? So 100% is 11 million. So if you take 80% of that, <laughs> that's about 8 point some million people who have been jabbed got into accidents as opposed to those non-jabbed. 
That's how you have to read that. But see, if you just follow the line, just follow the line and don't give it any thought, any thought whatsoever, you'll accept this as you'll accept the bullshit hands down. Read it. Think and think what I just said. Eleven million people, eleven million adults got into an accident. Okay, sixteen percent of them were on on jab. That means that the remainder, eighty-four percent, were were again injected. <laughs> Whoa! See, that's how you have to think when you read this bullshit. China took over Canada, Australia, New Zealand, uh, and we're next. What do you mean you're next? China's already taken over America. Are you kidding? China, China, American bed. I just don't know who's on top. Today it might be the U.S., tomorrow it might be China. You know, they take turns. Uh, you know. So, let me see here. Better a day. Uh, they will twist the facts to make, the, make those of us unjabbed are dangerous. Look. The unjabbed are the new leper. The unjabbed are going to be the new leper. So eventually they're going to take away anybody who's left that hasn't been jabbed, number one, because you may spread spread a a contagion. That contagion is thinking. Freedom of thought. Exercising your capacity to think. Imagine that. Imagine that. You know, that's that's the true contagion. When you share reality with people and you share the facts with people and you share with them what they really need to hear, you know, this is this is the true contagion that we're dealing with today. Knowledge, knowledge and wisdom, knowledge, wisdom and experience. That's that's the scariest thing to the World Economic Forum. That's the scariest thing to anybody in the in the uh, organized syndicates that are running the world today. Okay, that's who, who that's what they're afraid of. I stated before that I think my in my speculation, the reason why they got these injections running around is where they're out to try to stop the 144,000 from fulfilling their their role in God's plan. That's just my thinking. You know, I believe many of those people are gone. To, yeah, for sure. I just got a picture of Trudeau the other day, and I got to tell you, it doesn't look like him. It looks like a robotoid. You know, you know, a complete robotoid. The um, um, and I've seen pictures of uh, Biden as well. One picture, he looks taller. <laughs> He's still a growing boy. <laughs> He's still a growing boy. You know. Let me go back to Newfoundland again. Let me read this part real quick. As you can appreciate, 1932 was not a good year for the Dominion of Newfoundland. Yes, the rest of Canada. Okay. Having barely survived a decade of political chaos and failed 
failed get industrialized quick schemes fueled by foreign debts in the 1920s. The island now found itself in the doldrums of the Great Depression. Most of the country was tied up in resources. Okay. And and uh, the collapse ranks of the unemployed swelled dramatically. The government, okay, under $100 million as well, but the powerless to handle roughly one-third of the country on six cents a day dole. <laughs> like I said, they'll give away the bank to everybody coming in from different parts of the world, but when it comes to ha- taking care of their own people, oh, well. What are they doing with all these taxes other than giving it away to foreign nationals? Corrupt foreign nationals on top of that. Why is this money being put in an investment in Canada so that when the situation comes, they not only have collected the money, they made interest on the money so that when they need to dole out the money, that the money is there to dole out for. If the money is being held back, then the economy takes longer to recover from. Imagine that. If the situation wasn't helped by the fact that Squire's government was hilariously corrupt. Wow, sounds like today. The same time as it was trying to retain creditor confidence by slashing as much public spending as possible without actively killing the poor. Today, they've taken it across the line. They're slashing public spending to the Canadian public, but they're giving it away to a foreign public. And they are killing the poor here in Canada or anybody else that wants to die. Young people, old people, rich people, poor people, whatever. Squires was pocketing the war reparation the island was getting from Germany. Another one of the ministers was being paid a salary of immigrate as an immigration officer, despite the fact that Newfoundland literally had no immigration at the time. That sounds like government. The whole this while growing numbers of unemployed, desolate people were beginning to march in the streets. Uh, it was inevitable that all the chickens would soon come home to roost. When the legislature opened in February 1932, Finance uh, Minister Peter Cashin immediately resigned and stood at the House to accuse his colleagues in cabinet of corruption. In March, under pressure from Canadian banks, the government passed new tariffs on basic foodstuffs. We've already done that in Canada. In America, you still don't pay taxes on food, but in Canada, you do. Whether it's a potato chip, whether it's a potato, you pay taxes here on food. Okay, in March, under pressure from Canadian banks uh, on food, while slashing pensions, slashing pensions, they've done that with me already. Benefits for veterans. Veterans, hmm, that's another lost group of people. You send them off to war, put them in a position where their lives are on the line, and if they got shot, maimed, or whatever, they, they and come back home, now they become a burden to the government. The government's saying, shit, he should have died over there. You know, that's that's the attitude. Another not, and then they put on all this theater when all the you know Veterans Day and Memorial Day to, to pretend to pretend that they give a shit about the dead who died for this country. They don't give a shit. They're glad they're gone. That's one less benefit that they have to pay out that they can pocket in their pocket. The House adjourned until uh, until April 5th. The day should absolutely hit the fan. On April 5th, 1,500 people paraded up from the Majestic Theater downtown to present, present a petition demanding a proper investigation into the accusation of corruption 
By the time they had arrived, the colonial building, it had grown to an agitated mob of 10,000. The band tried to calm them by playing God Save the King. That just made me piss up. That pissed me off even more. They thought the program had already taken place, but apparently they found out it didn't. But each time they finished, the crowd got more and more restless. These are my kind of people. <laughs> Eventually, the word reached the crowd that the petitioners had been refused entry to the house, and someone started chucking rocks at the windows. All hell broke loose. A, couple, a group of policemen had been inside the building. The lobby decided enough was enough, so they opened the front doors to push the protesters down off the stairs, indiscriminately cracking heads with their batons. They brained a child in the head, and the crowd went wild. That was the dumbest effing thing anybody could have done. They pulled one cop down off his horse and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it says right here. I'm not, I'm not making that up. Every window of the building was smashed out with rocks as the mob rushed up the stairs and into the front door. The police were forced to retreat, forming a human barricade, blocking the door to the legislature floor. The mob instead tore through the rest of the offices and buildings, basements instead, destroying everything they found. They tore up books in the library, carried a piano out into the Bannerman Park to smash it to pieces. To separate fires, two separate fires were set aside inside. It was a glorious chaos. We need to do that today. We need to do that today. The, um, the prime minister was cowering <laughs> by his desk when they heard a crowd approaching outside and Smallwood picked up a fireplace poker and said he'd take the first six through the door. Instead, they were greeted by a rescue team of priests and police officers who promised to smuggle squires out of the building. Rome came to save the day. Rome. The Vatican came in there. Okay. It weren't long outside before the crowd recognized the prime minister, and before he could get into the car, he was rushed by the mob. The police pulled squares out and retreated inside the building while a cadre, a cadre of Catholic and Anglican, the Catholic and Anglicans got together, <laughs> tried to negotiate a safe passage out. The mob begrudgingly agreed, but the streets were too crowded for squires' car to pass, so they had to make their exit on foot. The prime minister got barely 50 meters away when they rushed him again, this time clocking him in the face. Well, our prime minister, that half might be an improvement, actually. Anyhow, the police managed to pull him out again, and they booted it down the street, running uh, down a side alley into the private residence to escape the mob. The angry crowd roaming the streets lost him, and squires spent the rest of the night hiding out in the bedroom while the demonstrators sacked all the downtown liquor stores. <laughs> the typical Irish. <laughs> They had, they had to calm down somehow, so he decided to take, drink a little bit of alcohol. <laughs> you know, it's funny that history has taught us that the only way you get rid of despotic, corrupt politicians is you beat the shit out of them or you get rid of them. Chase them out of town. All these men of military fighting age being shipped to in here aren't even... Yeah, I was watching that the other day. Or yesterday. No women and children. I wonder, are they sending up some kind of foreign army? Yeah, well, of course they are. Of course they are. 
just like we got the Chinese police force in uh, police force here in Canada. That's that's just a setup to bring in a military presence. Of course that is. There, I was watching a movie. I'm not a movie. I was watching a uh, TV interview. The Irish woman, another another uh, um, vocal woman. This one was driving on the road. Hey, where are you from? She asked them where they were living. You know, they were living in this mobile build, uh, thing they were built up there. And um, she says, what are you doing here? So one guy got all mouthy with her. She says, well, we didn't, we, you're not welcome here. One guy, yeah, how come you're not back home fighting, for, fighting the war in your country? You know. So, like I said, it's 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 a it's a it's all a lie. It's all a lie. The Irish better be gun. I, I hope the Irish can carry guns or ha- own guns still. I hope they still have them, because you may need them. And I hope Canadians wake the f up and realize that you may need to keep your guns as well, just in case they pull the same shit here. So, using Ukrainians, they may use the Chinese. Chinese might be a little afraid that they may get a bullet whizzing by their head. Yet they decide to do anything stupid here. You know. It um uh, like I said, I hope they have they I hope they stay I hope they're armed over there. If they're if they're not armed, I hope they know how to make explosives. You know, I mean that's I seriously I they had the Irish Republican Army at one time, you know. I'm sure they learned some things over there. And I'm not trying to start a war by all the I'm just saying defend yourself. Be prepared to defend yourself. Now let me point something out to you. Okay, where you live. If you're in the if you're in a neighborhood or a community that will not defend themselves, it's time for you to get out. Because if they if they ask them to bring all the troublemakers to them, they will be they will betray you. That's a given. That's a total given. Again, I'm not saying this to frighten anybody. I'm saying this so that you are on your game. On your game. Well, it's not that the Russian arms dealers will sell them all they want. The government will get them, can get guns and distribute them to the to these foreigners. And I'd be willing to bet money that these these uh, foreigners all have their own. Uh, they're already armed to be, for bear. So, like I said, if if um, if you're in Ireland and Canada and any other part of the Commonwealth, I mean, they disarmed Australia. But they're that bullshit down there. What they did to them, the crime rate jumped up like eighty percent once the uh, guns were removed. They, how are they going to stop an invading force from China? You know, if they were all armed, then the Chinese would have a problem. If the whole Asian Pacific was all armed, you know, everybody would think twice about doing anything ridiculous. Um, true, but the black market isn't as prevalent in some places as others. You know, if you're in the United States, the black market is is, uh, is very uh, uh, prosperous. <laughs> In those parts of the world, you you have to be in a higher rate, higher income range to know who those people are. You know, 
again, it's a whole different ballgame. All right, I'm going to play some stuff. You know, I just read this thing about Newfoundland. You know, it'll be posted on the show as well. Uh, okay, I'm going to play a little bit of something here from Ireland. Okay, so you can hear the shit that's going on over there. And Canadians, you know, Canada, better pay attention. These people are not taking any guff, I got to tell you. They're not going to accept the bullshit. We, we've been uh, pacified too long in this country. Here's a nipple for you. We got a little strawberry milk we can squeeze out. Okay. <laughs> Hold on a second. Here we go. This will be an earful. Question, why aren't you out fighting the war in Ukraine? Why are you here? Oh, oh, no, English. no English. And where are you from? And why aren't you out fighting the war in Ukraine? Protecting your country. Then coming here and living in our country. women and children. Why is it all men have suddenly arrived in our village? You should be ashamed of yourselves doing this. You're going to destroy this village. No women and children at all. No women and children, just men. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. Go ahead, take a photograph. Take a photograph to you. 200 men in this village. Sorry, you're a private topic. We just have to leave. Yeah, no, no. Thank you. Yeah, come on. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Sorry, are you staying in the nursing home? In the nursing home, you are all staying in the nursing home. I'm, I'm just wondering, where did you come from? Well, because I'd like to know why you live here. I want to know where you came from and why you are here. Yeah, where are you? But where are you coming from? From Georgia. And what's going on in Georgia? What is your problem? Where are you coming from and why are you here? No, you're not allowed. Is the reason for this why we're seeing more and more centres just accommodate only male asylum seekers? Because uh, a majority of international protection applicants are single males, uh, and that's, I suppose, that, that is, the, it is the necessity to, to provide uh, accommodation for them. I think it is also important to say that, you know, in Ireland, n nobody does have a veto in terms of who, who lives within their neighbourhood, who, who lives within their, within their community. <laughs> Minister O'Gorman, we see that your government is moving heaven and earth to find accommodation for asylum seekers, and in fact we even have ESB office blocks being used now. So can you explain to homeless Irish citizens why this was never done for them? Well, as a 
governments, we have, uh, I suppose, a, a moral and legal obligation to provide um, to, to provide uh, accommodation for either people in the international protection process or people in the uh, in the um, uh, fleeing the, the war in Ukraine. All this look, uh, mobiles, banking new mobiles there for the Ukraine people, and they can't put their own Irish in the fucking hole, they can't even put up their own Irish homeless people. Sounds a lot like Canada, a lot like Canada, you know. That's you know what, and they do the same thing here. They will do the same shit here. They, uh, there was an article in there that um, guy. Okay, they're showing the the uh, highlights, and, and then they're putting in little clips of uh, things. They shot down. Uh, um, let's see if I can find what the hell it was. Uh, the town of the town of Brayton. Let's see here. Let's see if I can get it. Yeah, they shut down nursing homes in Ireland to turn them into refugee places for the refugees. You know, I don't understand about any of these countries. Again, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm one dumbass. I really got to say that I'm a dumbass. How is it that people in the in the respective countries, the older people especially, how come they built the fucking country we're living in and then they turn around and shit on them when they get to a certain point because they no longer can, you know, keep on being the slave they once were. And yet they can move like the guy is saying, heaven and earth to find a location for foreign nationals. You know, and yet, and yet, for their own people, oh well, sucks to be Irish. <laughs> you should have been Ukrainian. <laughs> We'd have taken better care of you. <laughs> you know what it sounds like? Now, I bet you this is going on in Germany and France, and the French and the French government doesn't give a shit about the French there either. Um. You know, so I, you know, I, I, I kind of, I got a mom, she's 86 years old and she keeps telling me all the time about certain things. I keep telling her that times were different and that back then in her day, there were opportunities for people to make a living, buy a house and do the things that she's got today. I said, that don't, that no longer exists. I also said to her, they're paying, you know, they're because they're still paying the same wages she was making way back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. I said, well, I, people can't live on that today. You know, no matter where you're living. Here in Canada, the minimum wage is 14 bucks an hour, $14 an hour. Yet, if you're working for a company that's paying you 14 bucks an hour, you're only going to work about 20 hours a week. This is what they do with their bullshit. So let's say the minimum wage was eight bucks an hour. They will work you 40 hours a week, pay you 320 bucks, take away a third of that, and leave you with about 200, 220. Okay, that's what you'll bring home. The government now has skimmed off the top the cream of the cream of the dairy. Now, 
You're making 14 bucks an hour, only working 20, 22 hours a week. Again, when are you bringing home the same amount of money? Because now you're on a part-time basis. The, the taxes are not as high, but you work out to about the same. The government never loses money. Never does the government lose money. But the labor always gets taken for a ride. Always. It's always been the case. That's why I always encourage everybody to become autonomous, self-employed. Because then you don't need the government. You don't need their shit. You don't need any. If they want to give you something, you'll take it. But again, as long as you don't have to give it back. You know. And if everyone was in business for themselves, guess what? You could avoid paying taxes even. Or pay so low. You would piss them off. <laughs> You'd piss them right off. You know. You should. If you can get out of a job which is going to take you nowhere anyway. All a job does today is barely feeds you. It barely puts any clothes on you. Barely gives you enough to pay the rent. And the highlight, and the highlight of your life is having a six-pack of beer, a shot of whatever, or, or a doobie, or some oil you can buy, sit in front of a television for, on the weekend, so that you can be vegetated to death by a television set. That's the highlight of life. Or going shopping. Going shopping. The highlight of your life. See, that's how they programmed everything. That's how they programmed everything. And everybody's gotten so used to the program that they could have no longer have any capacity to initiate or engage in any kind of uh, independence. You know, no, no type of independence. It's, it's easier to go out and get paid to be somebody's slave. Oh, they got a great benefit package. Oh, they got this, they got that. Oh, we're seeing how great the benefit package is now. Look at the science. Look at the science. They can create imaginary vaccines out of technological components for a biology that never existed. Talk about having a crystal ball. EBDB, GBDB. The pharmaceuticals are about to speak. We need to make a vaccine for a virus that never existed. <laughs> Suicide's on the rise because they're now in Canada for sure. They're, uh, uh, they're advertising it, right? Oh, your life is hard. It's difficult. You're not making enough money. You can't afford to live. Hey, we got a needle just for you. We can now take your ass out. Are you interested? Are you interested? See, that's the, that's the answer today. I said this on some of the shows earlier. How is it that in the last in the last what century? How come not one thing was ever cured? Not one. 
Now let's hypothetically believe that we went to the moon. Let's for one minute believe the illusion and bullshit that we went to the moon, which we never did. But let's believe we went to the moon, that we become so technologically advanced we were able to bypass the, uh, the uh, Van Allen belt, bypass the barrier that God put around the planet. We bypassed all that and we managed to get to the moon. You mean to tell me with all that knowledge, all that research, all that development that we don't have a damn thing to, to cure anything? How is it that the Rockefeller institutions have at their possession the cures for cancer? And yet, is it, is it being released to the general population? No. See, that's the thing you got to start thinking. They're worried about the green of the, the footprint we're leaving on the planet, yet they have carburetors and technology that can give a car over 100 miles to the gallon. Why isn't that being put out on the market today? Now they want you to buy these electric cars that have no, no means of sustaining a grid that can sustain that. And on top of that, they already had an electric car back in the 70s that could recharge itself while it was driving. Why isn't that technology being released? Instead, we're getting a biological, genetically engineered, nano-functioning, nano-operating, nano-integrating technology being inserted into people. It has no business being inside the body at all. Imagine that. So why are they putting it there? It says it serves no function. It says it doesn't really fix anything. You know. So again, uh, let's see. See the video with the with Buzz saying they never went and someone from the crowd circuit breaker, uh, his trigger word for MK uh, control, it's quite the video. Yeah, oh yeah, hampering your freedom to travel. That's on the on the horizon. Fifteen minute cities. Oh ho ho. <laughs> Fifteen minute cities. If you haven't heard about that, let's see if I can find that. Nope, that's another thing. Uh, I have to find it in a minute. Well, right for I'm going to copy this link. If you go to the Bitchu channel called Sell a Movie or Documentary, take a look at it. Like, seriously, take a look at it. This is why I say all the time, um, uh, this is why I say all the time, you know, having a cell phone is like playing Russian roulette. Let me take a look here. I'll find it. Give me a second. I know I have it. Let's see. Ah, here we go. I'm going to play this for you, okay? Pay attention to this because you're going to see how uh, how you're going to see how a lot of the 
fun they've got planned for you. The districts, are you going to be District 1, District 2, District 3, District 4, District 5, District 6, District 7? Are you going to be part of a gladiator, gladiatorial games where you have select people from your group to go and kill each other in the name of the collective? In the name of the organizers, in the name of the premiers and pre uh, governors and God knows who else? Imagine that. Hold on. Here we go. Nope. Guys, have you heard of the concept of a 15-minute city? If you haven't, I'm pretty certain you're going to hear about it pretty soon. The World Economic Forum, the United Nations are all working on this. And uh, the concept is this. A 15-minute city is that everything that you would possibly need, your groceries, your dentist, your doctor, anything that you would need would be within 15 minutes walking distance of your home. And if you go outside of that 15-minute zone that you live in, um, you could possibly be fined or punished. See, what they want to do is limit your carbon footprint. They want to limit the use of your personal vehicle. See, if you drive your vehicle outside of that 15-minute zone more than 100 times a year, you could be fined. This is what they're floating around. And a lot of people would say, well, that's, just, that's crazy. There's no way anyone would go along with that. But I have to remind you, what did we just do a couple of years ago? Everyone locked themselves in their homes. People died in nursing homes alone because their family couldn't visit them. People lost their livelihoods. People lost their businesses, just locked away. And back then, many of us were screaming at the rooftops saying, you know, this is all about control, all about control. It doesn't have anything to do with what they're telling us it is. And we could see the writing on the wall that it wasn't going to stop with those lockdowns, that we'd probably see new lockdowns, probably in the name of climate change. And here we are. This is the beginning of it. And it really got its big moment and really started to gain some traction in 2020 in Paris. The Socialist Party candidate for mayor won re-election. And one of the things that she was toting around back then was the idea of a 15-minute city. Now, what did I just say? Who was running for mayor? The Socialist Party. And she won. You know, the Socialist, Communist agenda just spreading across the globe right now but after she won that election the world economic forum the united nations they all jumped onto this idea of a 15-minute city and this is moving forward right now in great britain in the county of oxfordshire they're voting and proposing that if any of the 150,000 residents drive outside of their designated district more than 100 days a year that they'll be fined 70 pounds i mean what is this the hunger games i mean you can't leave your district you can't leave your zone without being punished you know, what is this, uh, communist China? I mean, they have a social credit score in communist China. You know, if you're not a good little soldier, if you're not doing what the government tells you, if you're not just following the rules, your social credit score will drop and then you lose some freedoms. You know, for example, if I wanted to go on vacation, well, your social credit score would have to be at a certain level. Otherwise, you can't get on that airplane or you can't get on that public transportation. It's all about control and limiting our freedoms. Now, some people might say, well, that's communist China. It's not going to spread out from there. Well, I have to disagree. The World Economic Forum right now is doing just that. You know, it started with tracking the carbon footprint of a company or a factory or a corporation, right? Nobody had a problem with that. But now they want to track the carbon footprint of an individual. The World Economic Forum right now is working on a carbon footprint tracker for individuals. They want to control what you eat, how you move, who you interact with, and just about any other part of your life. If you don't believe me, here's what they have to say. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. 
What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Mm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. So is that the world that you want to live in, where they're tracking your movements, tracking what you eat, tracking who you interact with, locking you in your homes, not letting you out of your district or your zone? Is that the world that you want to live in? We're learning that a World Health Organization staffer has written a report saying that a climate lockdown could be called for. It's like a COVID lockdown, a climate lockdown. Mark Morano is an author who has written a lot about climate change. He founded Climate Depot. He joins us tonight. Mark, thanks so much for coming up. A climate lockdown. Now, I would laugh this off the table, except we all just lived through the last 18 months. So we know that anything is possible. What does this mean exactly? Well, yeah, in my book, Green Fraud, I detail two chapters on this, Tucker. This is the climate activists were, first of all, jealous when the COVID lockdowns happened. They were beside themselves saying, how is this happening? Everyone from Greta Thunberg to John Kerry, UN officials. And then they started saying, we need to follow this. If we can shut down for a virus, we can shut down for climate. And that's what we're seeing. There's even academics in Australia proposing adding climate change to death certificates. And Bill Gates has said the death toll will be greater. So they're following every step of the way. And it's not just, you know, a, a professor here or someone in academia. We have a major UK report coming out. We have an international agency report that came out uh, calling for essentially the same type of lockdowns, everything from restrictions on your thermostat to restrictions of moving. Uh, you know, you can only fly in a climate emergency when it's, quote, morally justifiable. You know, kind of like a lockdown, you have to justify going to the store for essential services. They're going after freedom of movement. They're going after private car ownership. They're going after uh, everything it means to be a free person and turning it over <laughs> to the administrative state. So climate lockdowns, this 15-minute city concept, it's being pushed through, and I think it's going to be fast-tracked. Well, welcome to the new world oligarchs. That's what it is. New world order is not an order. It's a new world ol oligarchs, which is from the old world. Because nobody knows the real history, what's going on today is another, again, assault on the... Um, on a civilization as we know it, because the civilization as we know it today um, isn't um, the isn't going to be able to stop something that they don't remember that they've already gone through before, but it's been completely eradicated or erased. Every time there's been a new reset. They reinstitute some of the similar similarities of the old reset, but the difference is they wiped out the information. It's like having a new hard drive installed with the programs and functions of different um, of different things around the previous program, but they left out or they put into that system folders that you will never look at which they can access anytime they want, you know. So again, we're no longer in a world today where the truth is really in the surface. It's surfacing. 
there's an interesting thing that I think God done has done on the planet that every time this re these resets happen, this, the truth slowly takes root and resurfaces again. No matter how hard they try to suppress the truth, they cannot keep it from being from being exposed. It's just a um, part of the operation, if you will. You know, um, so, uh, you know, when we're looking today at what is really happening um, and what's really happening, what we're seeing, like I said, we've been asleep at the wheel. This has been going on all our lives. It's just at this point in the game, at this point in the juncture, we're waking up and now we're seeing these oligarchs that have been always hidden behind the scene. These were the real players or the real institutions that were pulling the strings with governments. These were the institutions that were ass assassinating presidents. Tanzanian president, the three other African presidents. Go to all, every president you know has been assassinated, and you can tie, tie it to this these institutions today. You know, <clears throat> nothing's changed. Nothing's changed at all. Um... Can you put the video will be in the uh, it should be if you got the email today about coming into the meeting today or in the in the chat here today, it's already in the link. It's already there. You know, you already have it. If you if if not, it'll be in when I send it out again, it'll be there, it'll be there for sure. Um, you know, we're no longer, like I said, in this in this um um we're in theater we're watching theater is what we're doing you know yeah well of course exactly as the truth becomes more prevalent and begin to realize these people have absolutely no power really they have none the only reason why they have any power is because the governments are surrendering their power to the to this, these entities you know, but it's no, it's not what again we're seeing here. Um, but something else. Oh, yeah. Now here's now I'm going to play a little something else here. Your uncle Klaus Schwab has a message. I'm trying to see which one this is. I, I forgot to relabel it. Another week, another. Okay. Um, there's two of them. Oops. Here's why I'm not going to go to college. Hold on. What's this one here? In 2015. Nope. Geez, where'd it go? I had two of these. What's this one? Uh, hold on a second. I love it when this stuff does this to me. Okay, they're done. Um, let's see here. Aha. They now want your... Okay. This is a car. Okay. Now, how many of you have dogs and cats? Kangaroos, chimpanzees, you know, tigers, lions, <laughs> you know, parrots, parakeets. How many of you got how many of you got pets? How many of you got pets? You know. How many how many of you got pet how many of you got? cat chickens cats okay the wef the wef the wef 
want you to kill your pets and eat them because your pets are part of the global problem. Okay, you you have the you have the privilege of having four cats and two dogs. So you now you can make hot dogs and cacciatore. That's what the WEF wants you to do. Kill your animals and eat them. Because your animals are tipping the scale of the greenhouse effect. You know. Well, they come after your pets, Eburo. They're not going to come after them with guns or bullets. They'll just microwave them. You won't even know why they died. You know. You know. So, they're not going to, like I said, those days are done when you're going to see a soldier face to face. They know they can't go into America right now and try to take it over because everyone's got a gun. So they will fire beams and frequencies from antenna. If you're one of those communities or civilizations that have a certain, um, you know, fire still in you, for them to come at you with a gun is too confrontational and will cause way too much damage. It's easier to hit you with a frequency, take you out, and then just move in, take your body, and throw it in the incinerator. They're not going to fight you the, uh, the way you think. I got a buddy of mine who thinks if they're going to come at them through the door, he's going to come at them with a, with a, uh, a battle axe. He'll never get five feet close to them. In fact, he may even hand the axe over to them. Because, like I said, with these mind control frequencies and whatever they're going to hit you with, they could drop you in a second. Mm. Now's the time to start thinking what to do and, and how to do it. Maybe we need to do what they did in Newfoundland. Who knows? All right, let me play this here. I think you're going to be impressed. I was. <laughs> Hold on. Another week, another leaked video from the World Economic Forum featuring Klaus Schwab's advisors casually discussing their plans to depopulate the planet. According to these two WEF stooges, all religious groups are opposed to the World Economic Forum because religions want more souls and the WEF wants less on the planet. So in the session we just attended here at the Economic Forum, I think there was a sense of relief actually in your frankness. Um, you brought up some issues that, that others are reluctant to bring up. That's my trouble. <laughs> Always. <laughs> All the religious groups are against me because I'm talking about population. They want more souls. I want less on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> At what point do we stop and say enough? How many times does the World Economic Forum have to declare their sinister intentions before the world stops and listens? Klaus Schwab's right-hand man, Yuval Noah Harari, who has a history of saying the quiet part out loud, recently admitted what many people have long suspected. According to Harari, who is promoting his new book, the big political question of the 21st century is, what do we need so many humans for? 
And it's not even the first time Yuval Noah Harari has let slip regarding their plans for humanity. He recently declared that the WEF considers the vast majority of the human population Here's why I'm not to be gonna obsolete, go to college. useless, and redundant. According to Harari, so-called common people are right to be fearful of a future in which they will be made redundant. The WEF advisor assessed the widespread anxiety among common people as being rooted in a fear of being left behind in a future run by smart people. Such fears are justified according to Harari, who spoke on behalf of the elites and confirmed, we just don't need the vast majority of you. If you go back to the middle of the 20th century, and it doesn't matter if you're in the United States with Roosevelt, or if you're in Germany with Hitler, or if you're in, in, in the USSR with Stalin, and you think about building the future, then your building materials are those millions of people who are working hard in the factories, in the farms, the soldiers in the, you need them. You don't have any kind of future without them. Um, and now fast forward to, to the early 21st century when we just don't need the vast majority of the population. Because? Because uh, the, the future is about developing more and more sophisticated technology like, again, artificial intelligence, bioengineering, most people don't contribute anything to that, except perhaps for their data. And whatever people are still doing, which is useful, these technologies increasingly will make redundant and will make it possible to, to replace the, the people. Harari's comments are deeply disturbing because when they are placed in context with comments by other WEF advisors and affiliates like Bill Gates, it becomes clear that they have disablement and depopulation on their mind. And the UN is working hand in glove with the WEF. Here is Christiana Figueres letting the cat out of the bag about the plans of the elite. Isn't it true that stopping the rise in population would be one of the biggest levers in driving the rise in greenhouse gases? Is that well, I mean, we all know we expect 9 billion, right, by, by 2050. Um, so, yes, obviously less people would exert less um, pressure on the natural resources. And, um, and, and that's... So is 9 math. billion a foregone conclusion that's like baked in, done, not going to, no way to change that? Well, there again, there's pressure in the system um, to go toward that. We, we can definitely change those, right? We can definitely change those numbers. Um, and we really should make every effort to change the numbers because we are already today, already exceeding the planetary carrying capacity today. Alan Gregg, an official founder for the Rockefeller Foundation, said the world has cancer and the cancer is man. Prince Philip, Queen Elizabeth's husband, said if he could be reincarnated, he would wish to return to Earth as a killer virus to lower human population levels. A nice guy, that Philip. Jacques Cousteau said we need to eliminate 350,000 people a day. Media mogul Ted Turner said we need a 95% decline in population. Okay, Ted, you first. These guys for the New World Order want to reduce the population of the world from its present 7 billion to half a billion. Charles Worcester of the Environmental Defense Fund said people are the cause of all problems and we need to get rid of some of them. Bill Clinton signed the Biodiversity Treaty that said we need to reduce the Earth's population to one billion. Peter Singer, an influential Princeton professor who is teaching your children, wants to have abortions after the baby's born. You've got 28 days to decide if you want to keep it. 
he said Christianity is our enemy. If the animal rights movement is to succeed, we must destroy the Judeo-Christian religion tradition. Apparently, animals have more rights than humans. Maybe that's why the powers that be are promoting abortion parties. Straight up though, if I ever have to have an abortion, you bet I'm gonna have a fucking party. I'm like gonna have like cupcakes with like aborted fetuses drawn on them, lots of snacks, lots. I'm gonna come up with some sort of cocktail and call it the aborted fetus. And me and all of my friends are just gonna hang out, eat a bunch of yummy dead fetus. Get drunk and have a great old time. And maybe that's why the shots are causing mass deaths. But you'll never hear about that on the mainstream media because they are bought and paid for by Pfizer. It's brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. And maybe that's why they're promoting obesity, which last time anyone checked leads to diabetes and an early grave. The body positivity movement promotes obese bodies as healthy and is being pushed hard by the mainstream media with new celebrities created to brainwash the children. Maybe that's why an insulin factory was blown up just in the nick of time to cause an insulin shortage when it's needed the most. I got us donuts. Those are so bad for you. Oh no, are they moldy? I mean, no. are they poisoned? Are you allergic? No, I'm just saying. Mm. You're judging my food choices based on a false standard of health again, aren't you? Guilty. Bad culture, that phobia, and systems of oppression have created false hierarchies of food and it shows up everywhere. For instance, harmful thought patterns like earning food through exercising or that dessert is the reward for the punishment of eating vegetables. Remember that you do not need to earn food. We are all incorrectly taught from a young age that our size and therefore the foods that we eat are markers of our self-worth. Moralizing food can lead to harmful relationships with food and disordered eating. Instead of focusing on good and bad choices, try to approach food with neutrality in mind. The only foods that are bad for you are foods that contain allergens, poisons, and contaminants. Or food that is spoiled or is otherwise inedible. Eat without guilt, regardless of what society says. Of course, the mainstream has been corralled into a mass formation psychosis, and they will refuse to listen to you if you try and speak sense to them about any of these issues. According to the mainstream in 2020, obesity is healthy. The vaccines are not causing people to kill over and die. And abortion is love. George Orwell warned us about these times. <coughs> he said they would convince us that war is peace. How right he was. <laughs> Welcome to the new world. 
The old one was bad, but this is an atrocity. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. You know. Um, you know. That's their game. Here's the other one. Give me a second here. About pet consumption. Eating meat. Okay, hold on. Let you listen to this. This is only a two-minuter. Hold on. Here we go. Beating meat. The WEF, which has ordered mainstream media outlets to begin pushing the narrative, wants to introduce an international policy that would require the majority of pet owners to euthanize their animals. CNN, always at the forefront <laughs> in pushing the globalist agenda, has begun urging its viewers to starve their pets to death in an effort to combat climate change. CNN published an article on their website recently entitled, Our pets are part of the climate problem. These tips can help you minimize their carbon poor prints. In the article, the liberal sadists at CNN argue that the meat-heavy diet of many household pets is causing planet-warming gases to be released into the atmosphere. Responsible pet owners should trade in their best friend for a turtle for the planet. Snakes, turtles, and reptiles can have a really low impact, CNN suggests. Your kitty cat and pooch, CNN explains, are going to have to eat bugs just like you, assuming Klaus Schwab allows you to keep them at all in the future. Bloomberg, another mouthpiece for the global elite, jumped onto the bandwagon at the same time, urging pet owners to let their pets die to fight inflation. Hollywood celebrity Emma Thompson has gone even further, telling pet owners to eat their own pets to survive the so-called climate crisis. The proposed policy was met with outrage by animal rights groups and pet owners who argue that it's unethical and unnecessary. Many are also concerned about the lack of consultation with pet owners before such a drastic decision was made. Despite the backlash, the WEF maintains that this measure is necessary as it believes that reducing the number of pets around the world will help reduce global warming and other environmental issues caused by overpopulation. It also claims that the policy will help reduce animal cruelty as it will ensure that no pet is subjected to neglect or mistreatment. The WEF has also come under fire for its lack of transparency in how this initiative was proposed and developed. The organization has yet to provide any evidence that suggests euthanizing pets will have a positive impact on the environment or combat animal cruelty. However, if you've been paying attention to the WEF's policies in recent times, you'll realize that this is not really about saving the world. WEF policies all have one thing in common, they dehumanize, degrade, and mock up. Well, well, what do you think? Are you ready to eat your Chihuahua, your German Shepherd, your Saint Bernard? Are you ready to eat your little kitty cat? You'll do it in the name of climate change. You'll do it in order to save the planet. <laughs> you know. Everything. And you notice what this guy said. There was a thing he said that I caught. That he says that your pets would be eating crickets too. Provided Klaus Schwab lets you have them. 
When did Klaus Schwab become the planet's representative? When did Klaus Schwab become the leader of any country? When did Klaus Schwab run for a political office? Who is Klaus Schwab to tell you what you can and cannot have? Who is Klaus Schwab here to tell you whether or not you can own a pet? Just something to think about. Who are the WEF and how is it that they are acting as representatives of our established governments? Did all the governments in the world surrender to the WEF? They would have sacrificed or would have relinquished their power to the beast. If that's the case. You know. Who are they? That has this authority over our respective leaders of our countries. You know. Just a thought. Just a thought. Because it seems to me that all this rhetoric about what they're designating, what they're allowing, is essentially saying that they are an established power. Imagine that. You know, just makes me want, makes me think a little bit, you know. Well, they know there's no authority, and some of us know there's no authority, but they are acting as if they are in authority. They're basically, everyone's got this assumption now that these entities or these institutions or organizations have real power. They don't. They only have what you're willing to give them. And they're doing this, again, incrementally. If they can take away your pet from you and get you to eat your own pet, in the name of global change or global climate. And they decide to shut you down in your apartment. You can't go out. You've exceeded your carbon footprint. You can't even breathe anymore because now you're in the hole every time you take a breath. And you got to be locked down in solitary confinement. And you have no companionship, no pet to play and pet and feel comfortable with, you'll wind up dead, some of you. That's what this is all about, too. You know. They'll have e-dogs soon if they don't already have them. AI will be in the... And a computer, when they lock you down, 
and be the thing that entertains you, sends you, shows you pictures of dogs and cats and orangutans and, and, and giraffes and zebras, and you'll be like, oh. <laughs> you know, when you watch YouTube and you see, they show you documentaries of lion prides and tigers and certain monkeys. Well, this is, that, this is them studying you. This is them observing your reaction to these animals. And what they're observing is if they take away your dog and cat and put a lion on your screen or a tiger or a, or a, a bobcat or puma, whatever cat, you'll be, you'll be all happy. If they put a coyote, a dingo, a fox, a wolf on there, you'll be happy. With wild dogs in Africa, you'll be happy. So you don't need a pet. You don't have to have a dog or a cat walking around you. You don't have to have a bird in your house. <laughs> They'll lock you up. If they find any kind of birds in your house or any kind of pets, they'll, they'll shut you down and quarantine you as carrying some kind of insane disease because you have a cat or a dog. You know, that's what it's all about. A furthering of insanity, literally. A furthering of insanity. Like I said, it's utterly amazing the times we're living in today. You know. On tonight's show, there'll be lots of links and some extra links I put on there. If you didn't look at last night's show, so you'll have the, um, the notes from both. Like I said, we are not in a reality. Just give yourself a reality check and you're going to find, ho, ho, ho. I must be walking in my sleep. You know. It's, it's horrific. It's totally horrific. Let's see, I got some other stuff here. Give me a second. Hmm. I'm just looking for uh, my link here. Not sure where it went. No. Okay, I want. I found something today. Someone sent me a page about destroying. You know, nanotechnology and more gallons with an EMP or an e electro electromagnetic fields. And a lot of you are telling me you're going to take this, you're going to take that, you're going to, it's, you know, you're going to pull it out with this, pull it out with that. And I keep telling everybody, A, there is no more gallons. B, it's a it's an operating system. So I'm going to I'm going to copy this. I'm going to put it in the chat room. Everybody to read it. And if you can somehow figure a way to copy it, I would encourage you to copy it. Um, you know, because we are no longer um, can no longer afford the luxury of ignorance. 
Let's see. All right, here we go. Right here. Okay. Now, seeing more gallons put in nanobiotech. That's the word that should be there. Because the electrical nature of these creatures, they are resistant in to chemicals. Chemicals have a limited effect because the body is always cleansing itself by eliminating foreign substances through the liver and bladder. The effectiveness of the chemicals is temporary and mediocre. The reason for the difficulties finding a cure is that everyone is trying to fight an electrical problem with chemicals. And I've been saying that forever. In order to fight nano poisoning, any kind of nano poisoning, except those that have had the injected, because that's a whole different animal altogether. But those who have had some sort of outbreak, lesions, or assault of nanobiotech. And you go to a naturopath and they give you a bunch of herbs. They're not going to do a damn thing. If you go to somebody who's going to give you orthomolecular, meaning high-dose vitamin therapy, it ain't going to do a damn thing. If you go to somebody who's going to give you a bleaching agent of some kind, borax, big... Uh, um, chlorine, chloride, different forms of sulfur, it isn't going to do a damn thing. If someone gives you omega fats, it's not going to do a damn thing. It won't come out until you disengage the operating system. When you watch all these TV shows and you see these TV celebrities inviting these doctors and these doctors, we got blah, 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 and we're sounding so scientific because we're scientific and we sound so scientific. Well, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. If I understood the genetic part of this a lot better, I might have a better answer. But as it is right now, and I will repeat this, Again, on this show, if you've got any of the technology that I have built or you made based on what you've seen me make, do not apply these texts on the injected people. They have more than one type of DNA operating functions going on in their bodies. Lipid nanoparticles, which are programs and operating systems, the nano, which carries, carries out those operations and programs, and the proteins that they embed in then will create the folds they need in order for them to build whatever they need to build. Anybody that's telling you today that you can just use borax and baking soda to pull this out or even EDTA, they're full of shit. Someone's going to say, well, there's an article that just came out that EDTA, blah, 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 blah. If EDTA worked like they're saying, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have suffered as I did for 13 years. It ain't going to do it. All EDTA will do in this situation with nanotechnology was it will take out whatever is loose and not embedded or, in, or, or integrated fully into the network. It won't pull it out. It won't stop the shots. This is such bullshit. Another, another misdirect on all fronts. We tried the EDTA 13 years ago. It doesn't pull out the nano. Uh, hardly anything comes out. It's not until you disengage the program will EDTA have any effect. 
And again, this could not have put it out there so succinctly that if you have a using electrical, uh, something that's of electrical nature and you're using chemicals, it's going to be resistant to those chemicals until you disengage the program. Okay, that's very key to, for you to know. Till the program has become disengaged, these chemicals will have very little, and that I discovered at the very beginning. I used every herb, every supplement, every chemical that I knew, and nothing touched it. So don't be, so don't be a dupe. Don't be a dupe. Oh, wow, we're at the end of the show almost. Holy cow. All righty. Well, I'm going to wind it down. We're already, wow, we're already at 156. This is this one pretty quick. So we all hope you know we love you. Uh, friend for all you you taught us. You have been selfless. Uh, may our Lord surround you. Oh, he does. <laughs> he tells me stuff. Today he showed me something. So, but anyway, um, you know, yeah, start thinking. This is the other thing I'm going to tell everybody. Start thinking and working with people who did not get the jab. Try to form bonds and communications with each other. You know, if you're going to wind up in a leper colony, you may as well know who you're going to be with, right? Or if you're going to go off grid, you may want to know uh, as much as you can about the people you are all going to align yourself with. Just a thought. All righty. As I always say at the end of these shows, read the gospel. Read what Jesus had to say. Read what Jesus did. And read what he really did for everybody. The actual sacrifice and what that really was all about. Read the book of Revelations. Read about the interdimensional war coming down the planet. Read about it. Know what's coming. Be prepared. Be prepared the best you can. On top of the show here, we got people here that are doing things with nanobiotech. If you need help with any of them, give them a call. Send an email. Make a make a consultation appointment with any of them. All righty. Uh, if you want to give a donation, by all means, do so as well. If you can't afford it, I always say don't worry about it. Get your house, get yourself back on your feet. All righty. As I always say at the end of these shows again. We are still here by the grace of God. Remember that. So till the next segment, to your health. Take care. <laughs>